This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Hello. Actually, I wrote hello. Hello. With you. Hello. Welcome to episode I don't know because we have a bunch of same episodes. I'm so joined I've lost by track. my mountain men friends. Yes. Yes. You guys flannel. are very flannel. Welcome to Flannel Country. Yes. It's a, it's a weaker cousin of Flavor Country. Yeah. I don't know. It, it looks tough, but it, but it isn't. <laughs> um, so this is episode Who Gives a Shit? And I'm your host, Jeff. I don't know. We'll. I'm your host, Jeff, calling it in Glucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is Zach. And we also have Chris here tonight, full house in the studio. Yeah, yeah. I think this is uh, like the first full reunion we've had in a little while. Yeah, we, we had one fairly recently. Probably like a month ago. Yeah, I'd say a month ago. Yeah. Before Seaman. This is like watching Jeff deteriorate with, with fatherhood. Like You're like sandstone no, in the week. water. It's, a, it's just, post-Thanksgiving, hey. back to work. And, like, just busy two days, and I'm already thinking of all the others. Like, I have so many batteries Jeff, I need to charge when I Jeff, get home. Oh, I hate that. I have hate they that. given you the new balances yet? The new balances. What are those, the Trump sneakers? No, they're just they're just dad sneakers oh, in general. Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I still wear some cool shit that I, th- I think is cool. <laughs> um, so let's talk about car stuff. Cause, or beer first. I'm having a Lagunitas IPA. Nothing special. But. I am having a, uh, what is this? Natural mountain spring water from Trader Joe's. Oh, so is Zach. Mm-hmm. And I am too. There's actually three three waters on the table. Or Trace, I should say. Because I just got back from Mexico. Oh, you did? What were you doing there? Driving a car. What? I drove the 2018 Audi Q5 in Cabo San Lucas. Okay. So, how many bales of heroin can it fit in the back of the Audi? I don't know. They were all in my stomach. Um, okay. And my new silicone ass. Uh, no, it's um, it's, I saw one of those the other day. It's an Audi- we saw one of those in Vegas. Remember? I someone, oh yeah, I, I know someone. It's, oh, it's when you whose see it, wife you has see it. it. Really? Like a really expensive one, though. Okay. Like her ass looks bigger, but it's well. No, done. these were these were clearly. This was as aftermarket as everything at SEMA. No, was this was like this is like what, when a rich person does it. Okay. Uh, um, these ones actually may have been made from Bondo. This is like when an EDM go-go dancer does it. Wow. No, yeah. this was. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was cranky in Vegas. That was kind of fun the last anyway. few days. <laughs> um, I, that's a question for later on, actually. So how was Vegas? But uh, the so Q5 in Mexico, the hotel we stayed at was looked like it was built for a Bond villain, which was kind of cool. Uh, had this big inset eating area that was, like took up part of the pool, and then this water feature around it, very stark and white. Was it oceanfront as well? Oh or? yeah, yeah, oceanfront. The patio was as big as the room itself, and had another tub on the patio and all power shades. Ooh, did you go patio. in? Did you use the tub? I was going to, but then I just I, I was tired. Isn't that a bummer though? We, we, they put you up in these amazing places, yeah. and you're like, that pool looks great. I'll never go in. You know what? I've made a un- point now of like anytime I'm in a hotel room that has like an ostentatious pool. Or tub, Use I'm it. like I'm using it to get my fucking money's worth yeah. out of it. Well, my, good my yeah. Regardless yeah. of if I want to, I do it to make a point. Well, the the crazy thing too, besides the hotel, uh, was how we got down to Mexico because this was the global launch for the Q5. So you have, uh, and it it coincided with the tail end of the LA Auto Show. So you had. It's not just American journalists who come to the LA Auto Show, like you know, global no, I, journalists. I, I, there were other people I bumped into that said they were headed down there. Yeah, okay. So like, there's uh, French journalists and uh, Swedish journalists and, and German journalists, some Japanese journalists. They happen to be in town, so to get us all down there together for Wave One, uh, they chartered a plane. They chartered a 737, to be exact. Uh, and I guess I just missed it because we don't go through the regular terminal at LAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go through like the side terminal, like mm-hmm. almost like if you were going back to your old place. Like you t- get off the 105. Oh yeah. Turn and it's like you take a ride. Oh, Logistically that though, okay. that's fucking brilliant. It is because they've got all those foreign nationals coming on board, and like that gets through all the security problems they would have dealt with. And like, oh well, you know, LA. Klaus couldn't make it because his right. passport or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're already yeah. there. You're just going to Mexico. <laughs> they just skirt that. You know? um, yeah. So it was weird too because it, inside it was like it was like 
almost all business class seating. You know, there wasn't like a dedicated first class or economy. But the seat funny. I sat, I took a seat towards the back, and it was almost like this Amtrak seat where it was two seats, a table, and two seats facing you. And I Whoa. sat there. I had the whole thing to myself until three French journalists sat there, and then like they didn't talk to me at all. And then they French smoked cigarettes. And just no, they didn't smoke cigarettes. No. Thankfully, they didn't let them do that. But I was the only one in our group having wine. And I was wondering if, like, maybe they're tired because they were working all day at the show and their time's off, or they're just like, I'm not drinking the piece. Um, that, or they're just like, come on, it's a little too on the nose for us. We just right. can't do it. But it's, but it's true. Um, but so we go down there, and uh, the new Q5, was, it was pretty cool because we drove like 300 kilometers. So put a good amount of miles on the car. Uh, if anybody's curious, it's around 186. So we um, on-road and off-road because this car is the first one with the next-gen Quattro. It's called Quattro Ultra, and it can be in just full front-wheel drive mode and then instantly send power to the back. Like, it fully decouples the drive shaft, saves fuel economy, but it's it's a predictive system that is thinking f- constantly thinking 500 milliseconds ahead, like evaluating, you know, all these parameters, mm-hmm. and it can send... It's the minority report of I actually made that systems. joke down there to the German engineer. He's like, ha ha. Like that was it. That's all I got. Um, and but it, and it can re, and it can react in 250 milliseconds. So it's thinking 500. And I asked the engineer, I was like, well, in the future, will you want systems that think further ahead? He's like, no, because the system reacts this fast. We only need to think 250 milliseconds. Faster. It's so funny. They're like, that's impressive. And like, in all the stuff I have to work on, 250 milliseconds is like a lifetime. You're like, yeah. 250 milliseconds. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like shifting shifting time is much lower than that nowadays. But but it, this is a totally different. But system. you're engaging uh, a drive shaft, right. sending torque backwards. There's these clutches and couplers. Oh, like, I didn't mean it's slow. I meant oh no no. When we right. normally hear the word milliseconds, it's followed by the shifter. Blah blah blah. You know. Yeah yeah. So yeah. right. So they had this app hooked up that was real time. That's not for public consumption. It was just designed to show us when the car's in front wheel drive and when it's in quattro. Because there'd be times we're on the dirt road. You'd think you'd be in all wheel drive. It's like nah, I got it. Don't worry about it and they said during their testing they were doing arctic circle stuff and they expected you know they icy roads and they expected and it was like quattro came on 30 percent of the time like like if you don't need it the system knows you know but that's why out, they don't show that information to customers yeah, though because yeah, yeah. they'll be like why is my all-wheel drive system working they're like no it's working perfectly you just don't need it right now we're saving you gas but no they're yeah, right they, they're right people are dumb they don't right. need to know that yeah they, as soon as they say that you're like yeah customers would fuck this up like when you're in a uh, head-on collision why didn't my side airbags go off well every fucking meathead that lives in this country would be like i want four-wheel drive all the time if because you put my it into, balls are fucking <laughs> need need to be groped if you put it in, yeah. they, for the drive Select. There's an off-road mode, and that forces it. Into, oh, nice! So you that's can good. do it. You know there will be that asshole that gets in the car that's just like, no, must be on all the time. Right. I've driven, I drove, I've driven cars that are front-wheel drive biased, and they're, you know, they react. But when I was driving uh, in a snowstorm up Colorado, I wanted it on because it's like, I want the car to feel consistent. Right. And when it changes, it feels different than it used to. See, so, here's the other trick with this: you can't feel it at all. Really? Yeah, you can't feel it. Well. Not, not you didn't drive in the snow. To, no, but I was on dirt. Okay, I'll give like you that Baja dirt. Yeah, and like moving it around, and and it, I mean it was it was it was pretty okay. impressive. I get that. what you're saying. Like that. I had so like the Honda all-wheel drive system is probably the most famous for that snapness to it because it's you feel it when it engages because especially on the cheaper cars like my Element that had it, it would be like front-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, and then you'd feel kind of a thud because it was a mechanical clutch system that like once it hit a certain amount of slippage it would then kick in because it was a it was like a hydraulic pump that then pushed it together and like okay engage see this is still this is still involving clutches and coupling discs yeah and it's it's just electronically actuated it's it's just german yes it's just german which just means it's going to break yeah efficiently though Mm -hmm. um so the car's nice they had uh it's funny too because they had each group um like the Americans drove together, like they set you off in packs, mm-hmm. um, so that everybody's safe in Mexico. The Americans all had gun racks. Uh, no, in their we cars. had U.S. spec cars, which was nice. But like there were some diesels there, which we're obviously not getting. Uh, it's funny because the rest of the world can get an eight-speed Tiptronic, whereas we get the seven-speed DSG, which is interesting. That they there's actually a front-wheel drive base diesel manual that we'll never get. And they're like even in Europe, they, the take rate on this is garbage now. <laughs> um, there and. It was kind of funny just to see some of the differences. Like the rest of the world gets full-on um, adjustable air suspension, 
so that mm. you can raise and lower it. Where we get adaptive, you get optional adaptive dampers, so you know you can adjust the the sportiness of it. But on the SQ5, they'll bring the adjustable air suspension over, so like sport mode will lower it. Do they do they say why in Europe they want this height adjustability, but we don't need it much, or rather the markets yeah, I think prefer it's, one I to the other? I think there's a cost thing that's related to it and uh i i don't know if it's a prestige factor over there i did i know people in europe also don't like to buy the high mark of things they would much rather have the base one and feature it up than buy the quote-unquote racy one that looks expensive like the number of cars you see in europe that are debadged is like kind yeah of nuts. on journey because it's, a lot it's to show off your wealth there is is gauche Versus here, it's just like give me the King Ranch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't. That's true. I mean, around here, you can you can add an AMG badge line right. to a car. It's not AMG, that. but they over there, they I shouldn't allow few. that to be a yeah. thing. Like, and I know they separate it as like M Performance or M Sport. I think it's M Sport. But yeah. Hey, it. get ready for the well, ST line. That's what I was just gonna say. This is a perfect segue of German doing an ST line. Yeah. Ford Fiesta ST line. So Which Ford's is... going to have an ST line now where oh. they look like the ST cars but have none of their performance. So it was this in, like, the announcement of the new Fiesta yeah. that yeah. I didn't read? Oh. Read on jalopnik.com. Uh, I don't work for them. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, that's disappointing. Um, Understandable. They'll sell them. Right. I think those cars are going to be worse than the current models. From everything that I understand about them, they're making them larger. They're making them right. They're making them nicer and stuff, right? Yeah. Which is, so they're which like, is bad. It's actually. like, congratulations. You just re-released the Focus. Yeah. Um, you should have left the S- the Fiesta small, and now they're going to make the Fiesta focus size. I, I agree. I don't know why they keep everything. Everything they get the market, and then they make it a little bigger because maybe because people fill out forum forms or whatever. But it's right. like, uh, yeah, because we sit here and we say this, but like all the like non Chris type customers of the car, like I wish it had a little bit more room. Well, you should have bought a focus. focus. Right, right, right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But, but. The focus but, people are saying the same thing, and you're like, "Well, it's the only confusion I could say that it was valid that they that they brought up that they addressed was they made the interior nicer. There's nothing wrong per se with the Fiesta interior. It's a cheap car. You know what you're getting. Right. It would be nice if when you buy an ST, you had the option maybe to get a slightly nicer interior. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if you're really that much of a bitch about it, <laughs> buy the Focus, you retard, or Actually, or buy the the GTI. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, I would say that. I, I legitimately cross shop the GTI. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't feel like spending the money. Right, but I mean, it's not that much difference. Um, so the car was good. It was a good car. Good car. Good car. Good. Yeah. Now, I mean, a, a better five car. Door. Five door car. Um, so <laughs> yeah, car. yeah, but how's it gonna fucking look when you roll up down the street and your fucking boys look at you in the fucking mommy car? They were talking sure. about which I haven't seen yet because the first one of the first vehicles in America um, to get because Audi offers laser headlights like BMW does, Whoa. but but there's oh, a lasers, bro. like Cyclops. Lasers. Wow. So they're like the headlights have an actual warning on the side that like because there's this, Wait, can uh, you shoot people with the with the headlights? Well, they designed the computers are designed so that you can't fuck it up. But the uh so you can only use them when the car's going if they're only for high beams. So, you know, other cars aren't and it's auto high beams so they sense right away and turn to normal regular high beams or LEDs and you have to be going over 40 miles per hour. So it's like typically like highway higher speed situations, but I guess the like the throw and the illumination is supposed to be incredible, but they are literally like there's reasons why they have all these things in place because it is actual fucking lasers. And we won't get them. Can it, no, no. Can on it the R8, are we going to cut, cut a bank vault? Not on the Q. Is that going to be like Fast <laughs> 9? They're going to chase the bank vault and they're going to cut the bank oh, vault dude. open with the laser Somewhere right now, like Justin Lin, is, he's like, fuck, <laughs> you need to add that because he listens to this podcast. Um, so I drove something cooler than the Audi from the same family, though. Uh, I think I was the first journalist to get the Lamborghini Huracan rear-wheel drive spider. They just showed it at the LA Auto Show, and then they sent it to me. Wow. It's like 63 you. miles. That's Wow. You got the one with the limited slip differential. Proper braking wasn't I'm, followed. I'm here to tell you, I got to drive the only Lamborghini Huracan rear-wheel drive with an open diff. No, I didn't do oh, that. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, with you. what are you talking about? It's just like this very specific thing. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so the rear-wheel drive spiders is because they already did the rear-wheel drive coupe. Then they did the spider. I don't know if that's the right order. I th- actually, that might be the right order. And then now there's the rear-wheel drive spider. And they're not doing the yeah. uh, the whole LP610-4 anymore. Uh, you know, So 610-4 used to be the 
610 horsepower, all drive car, 580 yeah. 2, 580 horsepower, rear wheel drive. That's gone. It's just Uricon and Uricon Spider, or Uricon rear wheel drive and Uricon rear wheel drive Spider. Yeah, That's it. This is basically it? the new Balboni. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, I bet it's and fun. And it's so I haven't shot, I haven't, no, I've shot it, but I haven't cut the video together yet because um, I think it's the Q5 out because it'll do much better in traffic. Um, the uh, it, Like web traffic, not. Oh, right. Well, actually, actually real it traffic, be too. Um, it'd be a much it more works comfortable. Both ways. So. It's, it's less comfortable than the coupe. There's definitely less room in there than in the RA, too. The, um, this, though, so modern supercars are safe, like very safe. Modern supercars are very, Probably very safe. Probably safer than your average passenger car, Like super safe. Like you can turn buttons and make them a little bit more unsafe in here and there. And like, but there's still – like this, though, felt – all you had to do was press traction once. And this thing did a donut faster, like as fast as a Viper. It's like, zoop. Uh, it felt, you felt in control. There's 305 series tires out back. The gearbox is lightning quick. The brakes are big. Uh, the engine is responsive. The suspension was great. And this didn't have like an optional magnetic ride that I think you can get too, or the dynamic, the optional dynamic steering, which would actually probably make it worse. The, uh, this felt properly, you could get into trouble with this car. And that was great. So it had all the modern creature comforts because it's, it's Audi-based, so it has virtual cockpit really nicely displayed in front of you. The Uricon looks fantastic with the roof down. I'm not a convertible guy, but the car looks great with the roof down. But it was properly so it was kind like of supercar crazy. anti-GTR, basically. Yeah, totally. Well, so like, anti-almost everything. Like yeah. 911 Turbo S, uh, which is Motor Trend just said is the hardest accelerating car they've ever tested. Uh, the like R8, the, the McLaren, all that shit. This feels more mental. Have you driven a, a 48? A what? 488? Uh, yes. So how, how does this compare to that? 488 is pretty wild, and I only had the 488 for like two hours. Uh, the, the thing I don't I, – so I don't have a lot of experience with the Ferraris. I've pretty much just driven two modern Ferraris or maybe three. Yeah, three. The steering is shockingly light in a Ferrari. Yeah, it like is. it's nothing. And it and it catches you off guard the first time, and you're not used to it. But like the Lamborghini felt properly weighted. The, the Ferraris always feel oddly light, mm-hmm. but obviously they, the turning is fantastic, and you know you just get used to that, and it goes. But like this Lamborghini had less weight on the nose than the all-wheel drive one, and you could tell. And and and, and so the Ferrari feels way more sorted and safer. So mm. okay, but that's always been Ferrari has always been the more serious car. Lamborghini's always been the one that's just like. It's the Hoon car. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, and this one is properly just that. It's fucking... Like, Although, if you yeah, want a hooligan Lamborghini... That's awesome. Yeah, but the Malfoy was fun. the same way, too. It know? was. It was. But, but... So, like, it's just this is a car, supercars have I mean, even mm-hmm. evolved from the Balboni. And oh, yeah. the Balboni, they made 250. They're a con spider. If, if, they'll, if people buy 10,000, they'll make 10,000. And they probably will sell several thousand of these. Oh, yeah. Because I just read uh, Jack Bruce's review on the Huracan, which is very good in road and track. Probably an old issue because it was buried in my uh, stack. But, yeah. um,. Yeah, a lot of good insight. That was still the all-wheel drive one with the electric assist steering, and it's really good. Except like dead center, it's you know a little numb, but then that changes really quickly. And it's just it, it's everything that Lamborghini is. Right, it's and like you can still get those to cool step looking. out. Yeah, you um, can. But but it feels very safe, and you're like, oh, I'm a pro. And you do that in the rear-wheel drive one. Oh, I've died. You're like, not buying. Yeah. You're not buying an Uricon during track times. You're dying. You're buying an Uricon because you like the way it looks. You like the way it sounds. And you just want to have fun and not be real serious right. about it, or you want to park at bars in Hollywood and try and pick up twenty-two year olds in your sixty-four. See, that's the coupe. This rear-wheel drive spider with its like day glow yellow paint and drop top. This car screams Miami. Miami. This car was Miami, and in a great way. I mean, the car's perfect for fucking A one A. Um, it would look. Per- well, Every valet court, all that shit. Sub, a submarine is perfect for Miami now. Yeah. And I think I think the Huracan, uh, according to Jack's review, is like you could track it. And the ones I've I've been around, like you can surprisingly drive those super hard in hot weather and they keep working. It's yeah. like the very expensive GTR. He he advises though that you need a couple years of track time on your belt before you actually start tracking when that you car because it's on fucking six hundred horsepower. Right. right. But, but this thing would be like it'd be it'd be a loon. Like the R eight is a great car and the lamborghini just dials it up a few ticks and, and it's so, the crazier version yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's and it's it was awesome it was really 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 good i think it's going to be the one i want to edit well actually i have to still have to edit mclaren uh so i'm going to edit it soon i want to get it out though because i really don't think 
anybody else has had it before I have. So bump it up to the first. So I got to uh, I got to move it up there. Mm-hmm. Now, jumping back to cars that are more affordable, specifically because you afforded it. How's your M3? It's good. Um, got a list of stuff to do. Yeah, because <laughs> um, things broke. Uh, it was in there, I heard there was an engine light. Check, I had check engine light come on. I drove it to Palm Springs and back. I mean, I put like 3,000 miles on in the last month, uh, which had been very nice, very comfortable. Um, but check engine light came on, and I learned something fun about BMW, which is when they first debuted this car and all E46s, they encrypted their data so that only BMW, licensed BMW service centers could. I swear to God. You can't just pick, pick, uh, hook up a scanner and read a code? Bought one, can't. Then what I does it say? It's like, ha go fuck it. Says, it says, like, link error. And what it was is they did that. Then I think California led the charge and sued them and said, you can't do that, right, to repair law, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a recall in, like, 06 that you just bring your car in, they plug it in for a while, and it takes off the the encryption. Well, just Mine just never got that. Can you which, get it? Yeah. You, oh, okay. They have to do it for free, which just sucks because I was like, oh, I got a week off. In, in vacation. I got a check engine light. Let's order a code reader. 15 bucks shows up. Nothing. And so I have to uh, find a dealership that is un- that understands it's their job to do this because most of them don't like to do free recalls from 06. Right. <laughs> uh, like, oh. Just when it comes to doing that kind of work, when you do, call up, get a service manager and a little look. This is the situation with this. Schedule a time with him. Go like, look, this is going to take your tech probably under an hour to do. Mm-hmm. And then just schedule it and be like, look, I want nothing else, just this. And they'll – usually work with you and get you in and out as quickly as possible because as much as you don't want your shit to be there, they don't want it to be there Oh, either, I so. know they don't. And I got—I have, like, I had to find the recall code because the person on the phone was like, oh, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm like... M3, we don't not. make those anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but um, but that aside, uh, it's great. It's, you know, I have a list of stuff. Some of it's preventative. And you're still driving Some it with fun. the code, right? Yeah. The check-in Feels on. fine. Everything's Feels fine. Feels fine? Totally. So it could be, like, cat related o2 sensor i don't know it's it doesn't it's not smelling too rich it's not burning extra fuel i got good gas mileage on the way here but i i like it a lot i still hate the steering and uh hate i, re- I hate the steering. i don't hate strong i dislike progressive steering period oh, and that's right. that's that it's got that rack and i also learned that uh the new 228 that you know like the jalopnik edition car yeah, yeah, yeah. said it's really right. good but the big complaint on the M235i, which we tested with the Dynan setup, the big complaint is the steering feel. And granted, that's electric assist, uh-huh. but we all know that electric assist is not doesn't mean nail in the coffin because right. there's some places that do it correctly. But it's electric assist progressive, whereas the M2 is electric assist hydraulic. Uh, linear. Hydraulic. It's hydraulic linear, though. Oh, that's okay. the thing. It's yeah. like the, the progressive ratio, progressive feel thing. is garbage. You just – you don't know – You your brain has to learn like every degree, how much degree that means of wheel. And that's like that's like too many lines of code for your brain to remember. Right. You know what I mean? So and, – and that's why – so JF has this car. He's had it for three years with like suspension, uh, wheels, tires, everything. Yeah, it's a very, very clean – Really nice. nice well car. built. Stop tech, da, da, da. He's raced chump car three times in an E30 and he feels more confident in that car having driven it only three times than he does in his car. And we can't figure – he couldn't figure out why. And the only thing we can come up with steering. is a steering. Like, you know, if, if 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 five degrees is five degrees – or no, if five degrees is like a tenth of a degree and then five more degrees is suddenly two degrees and then five more is suddenly five degrees, right. it's like you don't know where, where it's going to be. Right. And I could totally understand why with any sort of like oversteer moment – you're you're not going to be steering as much with feel. You could overcook it. You could over. You could counter too much. You could that's too what little. I mean. like, it's just too much counter. So on, that front. on my on my list of elective things to do is the the steering rack for sure. This is Z3 rack to replace it with, right? Z3 rack. And those are pretty common, right? Yeah, you can find them. It's just like it's not a common mod, and it's because so many people that buy an M3. Have you never mean driven most much. people that purchase an M3 don't immediately rip the steering rack out? Or, or, or judge from it from our the pedestal upon right. which we live with this world? So, But, I mean, if you're going to take your car in to get that chassis work done anyway for all the stuff in the rear, you might as well do it at the same time. Sadly, but. yes. But the problem is when you keep saying I might as well do it at the same time, right. <laughs> the bill, I'm like, this is going to get expensive. Right. Um, or just get neat, comfortable doing the work. Neat. Yourself. Half the I cost lo- of my car. That was fun. I looked up 
the procedure for doing like the diff and subframe bushings on this thing, and it is legitimate. I mean, it's like <laughs> they're diff off, axles off, yeah. heat shield off, yeah. drivetrain off, all of that on the ground. Welcome to chassis tuning, right? With and then you need a press, and then you need this, and then you need like. You've been through the process with me. It's, I've done this multiple times. It is time. way harder. I know than it's your car. worse than on the Fiesta, yeah. but I've done much worse than the Fiesta. It's so uh, that's something that I probably no. Will it's skip. probably I'm guessing doing all the chassis work on the E46 is probably really similar to when I did it on my GTO, where yeah. I had to pull literally the entire rear end apart. It's crazy. So that but, sounds fun. But you know, man, when you romp on that thing like third, fourth gear and take it to eight grand, it is super smooth and it's quick and it's just. Stable, you're like, oh, this is illegal. <laughs> nice. Well, and on that note, my Fiesta constantly thinks its doors are open. So that's a great car. You got to go to the dealership. I do. I just have not. You have to take it to the doctor. Your ball hurts. You got to go in. <laughs> uh, fucking electrical problems on Ford. <clears throat> that sounds fun. Uh, on that note, I'm going to jump to some questions. <laughs> um, you mean the, the, the ball reference was doing it for you? No, that's that's potty mouth. We do not do you potty were asking, mouth here. You were going to say you were uh, Vegas stuff. No, I, later on I was going to ask okay. you about Vegas. Jeff was hoping for a more interesting M3 story. I think. No, no, that was that was great. I check. I didn't know there was a check engine light. So, Shabuya. The plot thickens. Uh, jumping to questions, starting with Patreon. Uh, Joshua Jun, since you started this job, has your taste in cars changed? If so, why? Same question for Chris, Zach, et cetera. Um, yeah, I'm not happy ever. That's, <laughs> yeah. just, that's, that's just me rubbing off on you. Yeah, uh, no, that's funny. Uh, I don't think my taste – no, I don't think my taste in cars changed. I've always loved wagons. I've always loved muscle cars. I think that stays the same, but I think um, I feel more informed about what is good or bad or what sure. you know what can be what, – what is possible. That's the whole thing about my, my car or cars in general. You learn what's possible – and then you can be more critical about you know cars that don't uh, reach a certain bar. I think before I was in the industry, I liked BMW. <laughs> Things have changed. Chris, uh, I would say I have. I've really grown a much better appreciation for. Non-GM on, things? No, no. I mean, <laughs> well, you have a Ford. So. I have a. I mean, I don't. And I'm planning on buying another a German thing soon, uh, but kind of just looking at things overall is now having a real much better perspective on like what shit breaks frequently and what's great is a lease and what's great to own on a long-term basis. Like somebody would be like, Oh, I really love a C63 and I think I want to own it. And I go, don't you lease mean- it? <laughs> yeah. Don't you mean lease or go buy a Lexus? You're not going to modify it. Just fucking drive it and then get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just that kind of shit. And right. The crazy questions we get that come in on stuff. And it's just like, and I think a little bit of it's also just me getting to be a crusty old man. I'll just be like, ah, you're an idiot. Don't do it that way. Don't waste your money. <laughs> uh, which supercar sports car that is currently not in GT, GT3, GT4 racing should be next to enter? Ooh. Interesting. What is out there that isn't currently racing that would be awesome racing? Um that's a good question. I feel like all the good sports cars are already racing those. You know, it'd be really cool. Right? Is a is a nice wide body Mercedes SL. I mean, oh my god, that would be gigantic. cool. Well, because they'd be cool though. It would look very. It cool. would. It would be cool. That would I'm be just cool. flashbacks like of the SL track. of the SL black. I bet the C, I bet the new C63 isn't in yet, but I'm sure it will be in yeah, DTM or something. Well, so Volvo will do uh, a wagon in racing, I think. So it'd be cool to see like Mercedes do a wagon. Because they used to do, there used to be a lot more touring car wagons. Mm-hmm. That's not really you know, that is kind of GT. I um, would love to see Hyundai or or Lexus throw an entry in. Lexus, uh, Lexus has something. I think it races in Japan though, but I think they have like okay. an RC. I would love GT. to see like a Genesis race. Car. Bradley just, is just for is the sake of seeing something correcting different. Correcting us all. I'd Bradley's correcting us all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hyundai would be cool. A Hyundai would be cool. A Tata. Ooh, is there like an F type GT3 car? Or like even like an XF racing uh, sedan in, in V8 supercars? Probably. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Let's see. But an, uh, an F-type GT3 car would be pretty cool. I like I that. I feel like if an XF ran V8 supercar, it would look – I mean, they all have a it very look similar like shape. shape they all, I mean, yeah. it's like it's right. like NASCAR kind of in that they're they're different but only to a certain yeah, extent. V8 supercars. Oh, yeah. V8 supercars is – so, oh, It's like if NASCAR wet. was good. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Totally. No, it should be our NASCAR, but the I Australians love and are they better. don't consider you know curbing to be an issue. Fuck, they don't. Two wheels, oh, no problem, mate. Um, the only cars I know that bunny hop. <laughs> headers. Hey Jeffrey, in a hypothetical world where all engine exhaust note is removed, what is the one internal combustion engine you choose for your weekend car, and why? Uh, great question. I think the one that's oh shit. You know what? Just because I'm torn between two. I either want my Mad Max replica replica car with working YN blower on top, so I have the supercharger wine and the last of the V8 supercars, and then or I want uh, the Daytona Coupe with the Roush. It's a Roush 5-liter punched out to 427 with um, an 8-stack and side exhaust. That setup. So one of those two would be my choice. Almost any classic V8, you can't really go wrong. I, I would love to see like an LFA V10. That's a good an, one. In an IS. <laughs> oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be yeah. really <laughs> M5 sedan miniature. That or just that or a Carrera GT motor. Carrera GT is always yeah. Those motors I put kind well, of I don't, on equal footing. I mean, I don't think the question is. It says, what internal combustion engine you choose for your weekend car? So I guess you can take it that way. That's fine. I'll allow it. <laughs> My weekend car. My weekend car sits in the garage. Yeah. Um, Kevin Strange. Hoon truck hypothetical. A, you rebuild the Hoon Trucks 390, cough, it's a 352, all by yourself. But through a series of miscommunications and miscalculations, you put low-compression pistons in it. You don't catch the mistake until the engine is back in. Or B, you get gifted a race prep 302. It makes lots of power and great noise when it works, which is a crapshoot. There's about a 50-50 shot that every time you take it out, something needs to be adjusted. It never leaves you stranded, but you're always fiddling with the valve train timing or carbs. I'd probably go with a slower motor because it's a truck. And you're like, fuck it, let's just cruise. Yeah. Rather than dealing with a shit annoying motor, even then, though it would be fun 50% <clears throat> of the time. A low compression motor, it's going to suck in terms of power, but it's going to be reliable as shit. Right. It'll run, yeah. Take boost. Add boost. Um, so I think I'm going to go with that. I think I'd go with that option. Hoon tr- this was your Hoon Truck Problematic things. I was just reading about Weber carburetors, and it's like they're amazing, and they make great power when they're tuned perfectly. But it's like altitude affects it, weather affects it, carburetors they loose affect it. Like, yeah, and, and, and the more precise it gets, the more things there are to kind of like you know wiggle a bit. If they were better, they'd still be in all the cars. Oh, totally. I'm not arguing they're better. Than no, no, that's what else. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. Is it, you get all these people that are like, ah, oh, carbs are better. And it's, no, no, I think people. I think they, like they sound cool and they they add something to it, but it's like yeah. As far as yeah, yeah, I mean, if far, if no. if I did an EFI setup on my truck, it'd be like, well, I kind of miss my car. Start it up? No, I don't. <laughs> Musso Musso added EFI to his uh, Daytona, yeah. like six six months ago or something, yeah. and he picked up like eighty horsepower. It's like that car he ran it on like from a and roll like against a Hellcat, and it was even. per gallon in the city. Yeah, oh, totally. But it's putting out now like five plus at the wheel. Like, <gasps> what? I gotta drive that thing. Yeah, the uh, there are some really cool kits out now that are just literally they bolt on where you would have put a carb before. Yeah, they look yeah. like carbs, and they and they auto adjust. I think like that's I think that's what Musto did. It's he like did, it and then they custom tuned it because his friend is like a super genius. But nice. they made it better. I'm, I'm tempted to put one of those like fuel AI. <laughs> <laughs> put one of those on the Cobra, but I feel like that's not okay. Yeah, I'd leave the Cobra with carbs. Yeah. Um, uh, Twitter questions at Jessup Miller uh, opinions. Should I jump on a 2013 lease return 500 E for 5000 interior white with orange though? Um, I mean, 5,000 5, for a 500 E if the mileage and if it's a lease return that max 15,000 miles, maybe True. if they did a longer lease. Yes. What's the yeah, life of the there's, battery? There's nothing to go wrong in should that. Be, car. Should, I mean, it should be warrantied for a hundred. I'd imagine. Dude, that yeah. battery will run for probably 150,000 miles without real issue. Well, they also have a life cycle, right? Isn't it like 10 years ish. It, it's, that's an amazing deal. That's an amazing, amazing. Yeah. Deal. I would yeah. buy that. White interior. Uh, sure. You know, whatever. that's a crazy deal. That's really cheap. I think they even had a Black Friday. I, I swear, I thought I saw a Black Friday deal or something like that where the lease was forty nine bucks a month. Holy yeah. shit! And it's t- it's more than worth it. It's worth it at ninety nine. That I makes me want to do it, I, it and right? Would not daily my car. Yeah, right. At forty nine dollars a month, I would do it just to have another ornament for my driveway. Right, <laughs> right. Your driveway is. <laughs> I would put it in the back of my it's truck, not, but it doesn't matter. That car is tiny. That's amazing. Um, at T-Guns423, if you had a day in your favorite race car of any time period, series, etc., what would you drive? 
tough, tough question. I might just just for and I'm looking at that poster right there, one of Senna's cars. And I, I mean, it would take me a day just to be able to drive it. Yeah. Like get a lap out of it. But just to sit in that car with the history that was part of that car, that's probably a good answer. And then maybe the, another choice would be some sort of like Colin McRae triple five Subaru rally car. Right. I mean, but there's so many. You could do like 962 Le Mans Porsches. And, and I, I, know, I, I would go with rally car. And I'm trying to decide between like the Tommy Mackinac car because that was what got me into like Subarus and rally stuff. Or it's funny you know the guy who owns it. Yeah, or the or the um, the new Fiesta one. It looks so. It just looks good. Oh, it's like all VW Polo rally car is really cool. The polos are rad. That's very cool. But I, I think I really like the way that Fords look when they're like really done up with wide fender. I think the, the lines of the headlights and everything suit it. Yeah, and the text fun and to be like slidey good time. I hear they jump think town. their doors are open all the time. On cars, <laughs> what I, I hear they think those doors are open on their cars all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to answer this one is is six year old version of me Bigfoot. Oh, that's a good answer too. That's a great. That's answer. a great answer. Yeah, that is a great answer. I just watched a video of Gravedigger like doing a wheelie with only Dennis, three wheels on until name? like it just blew apart. It was great. Dennis, something. Uh, I don't know. It was son, drove, of, son of Grave uh, Josh Ostrander. How much poo came out in the Lambro? Uh, none, uh, even though it was awesome. Um, let's see. Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Scrolling up. Scrolling up. Scrolling. Oh, uh, at at Car Guys Shirts. Are true factory rally sport models and trims dead, or does RS really stand for road sport nowadays? Um, I mean, R, it's just marketing. It it's been more. dead for a long time. And you remember the IROC RS? Please. Yeah. <laughs> Although, um, I would say the GT3 RS is a real. Yeah. It's one of the few. Yeah, that's true. And the Focus RS is like a rally sport, but there's like, it, it's the, the scales. I, that Focus very RS, heavy when that I, I like that car. That thing would get destroyed if you took it off road. I think. I so what a GT3 RS? Are you crazy? No, but I mean, yes. If GT3, that's your, if that's your, no, no. But what I'm saying is that the the focus, like, it's in that same vein as a Subaru, where, like, if you took the Subaru off road, it's probably going to survive. I don't think that GT3 RS is going to survive off road. I don't know. I have no idea. I look I at it as we'll it's like they're trying to make a rally car. I see road drift, stupid thing. Like fun, stupid, but. Yeah. Um, Another one from Car Guys Shirts. Can the new four-wheel steering systems make up for instability caused by rear suspension bushing planes? I don't know. I don't know. I, li- uh, I like the four-wheel steering systems I've driven, which are Porsche and Lexus, I have liked very much. That's what I know. Rear, rear steering bushing what? I didn't yeah, know I don't that. know. Compliance. Rear st- suspension bushing compliance. Well, I mean, it's not going to solve any th- problems as far as, like, camber adjustments or things like that that are going off because the bushings is too soft. That's usually the geometry of the suspension, like yeah. I mean, depending on what they do. You're, I mean, you're just potentially if you've got a problem with bushings in the back, if you introduce another variable in terms of rear steer, that could make a bad system worse. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is the cars that have rear steer now are good cars. Right. Um, I even liked it on the CT6, and I was you know mixed on that car. Yeah, I liked it that you could really see it too. I was sitting there like at stoplights, like looking in the side view mirror, like (laughs) wheels go in, wheels go out, wheels go in, wheels go out. Hey, wheels clap for me. Like that, and like the seven series, and all those big cars. Yeah, it's perfect for big sedans, especially because it's so smart. Where it's like you're going slow, tighter circles, tighter circles. You're going fast, smooth lane changes. It's it's well, it was a thing twenty years ago, and then it went away, and now it's back. Right, right. Um, at Car Guy Shirts, Camaro V8 1LE or M2? Uh, 1LE is supposed to be fan effing tastic. I'd probably go with the M2 because it's just a nicer car. Can see out of it. I and you all know we all love the new Camaro, even though some of us hate the Camaro. Yeah, yep. I like both of those cars. Uh, I probably lean towards an M2 unless now if the, the argument was a Z28. Then you might have a different argument. Yeah, th- even that might make me sway to Camaro if it was a Z28. The Z28, we don't know what that is yet. We just right. know it's going to be nuts. Uh, one last Twitter question from Car Guy Shirts. Will knobs ever make a comeback or are touchscreen sliders our inevitable ergonomic future? Yes. It's going to be iPads in your car, basically. Speaking of, did you or see, voice. Did you see mm. the shitty new Ford Sync setup in the in the Fiestas? No. They are now doing the Mercedes thing where they're basically like just slapping a tablet on oh. top of the dashboard going, done! Audi does that in the Q5, but they, they, they managed to make it look nice where it looks iPod, iPad-esque. So, like, that'll, that'll make it attractive to a lot of people who are shopping in that segment who aren't hardcore car people. I'm wondering how long it is before somebody actually just makes it detachable so that you could just... 
grab it and pass it to somebody in the rear seat or something to go here play with the radio here play with mm-hmm. the radiator um all right now i'm jumping over to our facebook comments and it's taking me a second which is why i'm talking this process out um hold on i'm pulling smooth, it up with jeff yeah thank you smooth thank you um the one le though is supposed to be like pretty darn good the last one i i, I got to drive it Laguna yeah. Seca, and it was like this is awesome i think it was it was either johnny or carlos i was talking to they they the one LE was just absolutely ridiculous. The new one. I mean, the new the Alpha chassis is amazing. Yes. So if they do, it's the the one LE is like the Alpha chassis plus. So it'll be amazing. I, I honestly could say I don't think anybody's built. The only people that are on par with like that chassis development right now is like Porsche and GM. I think it's weird to put those two companies in the same breath, but I think Porsche and GM are building the best chassis out there. I right think now. when you get to that level, though, it's not weird because like. The, C, the Pratt and Miller C7 Corvette, like how many times has that thing won its class in Le Mans? Like it's won six? all of them, basically. Like it's their record's huge, so it's yeah. The the Cobalt, the people that built the Cobalt aren't usually associated with people that build the, cool the, thing the that Turbo, I like, but they should be. The, the interesting thing that I like in terms of GM is that they're competing with everybody else, but they're also you have two major teams within the company competing with each other, with the Camaro team and the Corvette team now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting because I think that then pushes them even a little further because you get two really solid teams that then they're competing, but ultimately they end up sharing data through the company. Yeah. I've got the Facebook questions. Good covering. Oh, okay. Um, So first question from Douglas Robertson, having seen the way fast and the furious inspired a generation of car enthusiasts. Will those all those years ago, do you think we'll ever see a film that will inspire a new generation of car lovers? Just hopefully without the neon and huge body kits, winky face, probably maybe cars. Maybe, um, but I'm sure something will come along. Yeah. Um, you know, the fast and the electrically furious. I don't know. Um, I, I've, I think, of course, something, right. something, they'll make something. It'll, people get excited about something. That's how the world yeah. works. Car, I mean, cars have another hundred years in them, at least. Um, uh, Patrick Palladino, you have to build a kit car. Assuming you could afford any factory kit and donor cars, what would you make? No Fiero Ferraris. I'd take the Daytona Coupe for Superformance. Yep. No fucking question. That. Though, the Lingenfelter, their Lingenfelter prep date Grand Sport Corvette I looks like incredible. That. that Grand Sport is cool. And, and I have an email from the PR people like, let us know when you want to drive it. Uh, and Jonathan Klein drove it, and he just didn't like it. He said the steering was rubber. I'm like, that's probably authentic. Mm-hmm. That's probably like how it's supposed to Jonathan be. Jonathan Klein is also Jonathan Klein. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would take the Daytona Coupe. That's like my – it's probably number three or four – top five. Top five dream cars. Um Talmadge Elton Gardner, do you think a mid-engine Corvette will be able to run with the likes of 488 as Chevy doesn't have much experience building a vehicle with the engine in the middle? Uh, I know Chris has strong thoughts on this. Yeah, why wouldn't they? They've got more money to spend than Ferrari, and they've also got a team of really good engineers. Right. I think that's the right answer. Uh, Yes, I think it will compete with the likes of a 488. I think think it's going to be a very big sticking point. I mean... They're not ever going to compete directly with them because no. they're different. Their customers, they're yeah. different customer bases. I think the mid-engine Corvette's going to go probably 130k to start with. That'd be my guess. Yeah. And here's something analogous. I just watched uh, what the um, Gravedigger. No, the inside Koenigsegg, and they talk about the direct drive. And and Christian's like, we wanted to build this. No one would build it for us. So we had an idea, but we had to hire a bunch of you know, right. like experts from the field of torque converters. Right. Like GM's not going to just go. All right, guys, you give it a shot. Slap like, that if, bitch in there. Yeah, like if they need up. hire ah, the best shit, people, they will. Totally. Dang it, oversteers. Too regardless much. of whether or not you like the cars, I mean, right? The their engineers are they're very good. Everybody universally loves those chassis. Right. Yep. So. Absolutely. Uh, Greg Scandalberry. Many cars have comically overpriced options. What was the most underpriced value options you have seen on a press? Have seen on a press car Z fifty one package for a Corvette. It was his example. Um, um, you know what? Carbon wheels on the GT350R. That is the that's biggest, a good example. most screaming deal I think I've ever seen. It's, it's like them and Koenigsegg, right? Are the only two? Uh, or they're the only two production. manufacturers that sell. Yeah, yeah. No, I know yeah, you yeah. buy like carbon. Yeah, manufacturers yeah. and the word Koenigsegg are very big air I, that's quotes a, around I, that. I, I, in a video yeah. for Autobytel, said, you know, Shelby's the Ford and Shelby are the first ones in a mass production production car to use carbon fiber wheels somebody's like no the cutting sake and i'm like exactly mass production if you want to go seven of them (laughs) yeah and if you want to go down that route back in 1999 the guys i knew that were working on the uh, moslers had carbon wheels then wow so 
Those must have been terrifying carbon wheels. Uh, no, I mean they were basically race car wheels, so they were overbuilt. Yeah. They were from Dimag. All right. So all right. Um, and not. And that's, I think that's the best example. Yeah. No, agree. those were like thirty k per right. wheel. Or exactly. I, how much? I wonder how much gonna, it's going to cost. But the new spool dampened suspension on that Z, diesel ZR2 Colorado. Oh yeah, that's, that's cool I mean, stuff. Expensive. Yeah. Probably no, but like relatively speaking, I don't think it'll be that bad. Like they must have bought so many systems because of what they did with the Z28. They're like, we're going to cut you a deal on the truck. Uh, Niles Rogers to Zach: Are there ever moments where people do not understand your humor? I'm going to answer for him. Shh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just nodding. <laughs> Zach used to own a certain Instagram username. Still do. Uh, but do, do, do you post to both of them? Yeah. You do? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, Ross Ballad, if the original Fast and Furious were made, remade in 2016, how would the cars differ? I really like that question. Um, but Wait, read, I think again, read just, again. If the original Fast and Furious were remade in 2016, how would the cars differ? Shitloads of Stance and then Mustangs and Camaros and Challengers, I think. There would be a Koenigsegg in there. It would kind of be like Redline, I bet. It, maybe. Be a little bit of maybe, that Maybe, but that was all – but the, the, the first – Fast and Furious was like legit tuner cars. True, like Civics. I think you'd see S two thousand. You'd see STs. You'd see Focus RS. You'd see Subarus. You'd see, Subarus. You'd see R thirty four. You'd see the Focus already. RS. That'd yeah. be like the big ad buy for Ford. Um, Someone would have I like a, a, a Raptor on airbags. Yeah, you'd see ZL ones <laughs> and GT five hundreds all making a billion horsepower. And... Right. Oh, the speeds would be well. They'd be fake, but it'd be crazy. It'd be so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like a Hennessy Venom. I live my life a quarter mile, quarter mile at a time. In those six seconds or less, a standing I'm mile at a standing right. mile at a time. Yeah, it'd be all AMS GTRs. It'd mm-hmm. be nothing but AMS. And race GTRs. wars would be actual race wars now. Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, um, that's funny. Kyle Nuanik, if you were not a famous automotive journalist, what would you be doing? This because I am not a famous automotive journalist. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we we, people have a we very get asked this question every week. That we, one. We we were what asked would you be this. Doing? Yes. We were asked this, I think, two episodes ago or something like that. It was like, oh, marketing, advertising, always seemed fun. Oh, yeah, I said PR would be good because I could still drink and travel. Um, I don't know. Oh, oh, because I said I've I've learned a lot about video production, but I didn't know that before this job. So I don't know. I'd be dead in the gutter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, That's the sad, not true answer. Uh, Jeremiah Gatto, do you think Nissan will make the next generation of GTRE hybrid to combat the new NSX and the upcoming Supra? Actually, I think there's a chance that that's going to happen. I, I would. I think they've actually said as much. I, I kind of think they need to. I think that car needs a little bit new life. I drove the 2017. I loved it. Um, it's still just basically the same car with a different face and a little bit more horsepower and a little bit more you know higher price. And everybody tag. says it's worse. I, I didn't see, feel anything worse. It just felt uh, very much the same. Johnny did not have nice things, things to say about right That's, after he drove it. He's probably busy comparing it to fucking jet planes. <laughs> well, no, just the previous version. No, okay. Of the, of the car. Gotcha. It's universally kind of been said, yeah, they made it worse than the last one. But like... I don't know. I haven't driven... The last one I drove was a modded 09. So oh, that was... Oh, 09. I drove, I drove the HG car, like, third. briefly. And it was like, this is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think once you modify them, they're all basically the same at that point. Well, that's not true. I mean, unless no, but I mean, unless, unless it's of, AMS, they all just make a billion horsepower. No, at that no this point. is only six hundred. This is like this is the the Which tune, is funny the tune shootout now now airing on drive. Um, but it was like barely modded with power. But it was you like remember all when, back when that came out with a whopping four hundred and fifty horsepower. Uh, yeah, I know. And everybody was shitting themselves. And every year they just turn like a switch a little bit, and they're like, "Oh, it's the new one. Right, right. Oh, it's the new one." Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. Your choice, uh, Chris Cavalieri. Your choice of a special rally stage on city streets, East LA or East Boston. Choose your weapon of choice. Um, just because it'd be fun to go back to like my home area, and I live next door to East Boston. Um, it'd be fun to do it there. Uh, Sliding can, on cobblestones would be very interesting. No cobblestone. Well, there no. probably is somewhere in East Boston, but uh, because. East LA is just fucking LA. Uh, it'd be true. It'd There's be, really uh, nothing endearing about East Boston. East LA. Would be cool. I'm still bummed that that race didn't happen in Boston, even though I knew there was a good chance it wasn't going to happen. Are there any hills in Boston? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, hot kid. You never had a hot break hill. No. Watch the fucking marathon. Um, Beacon I, Hill. I yeah. can't think of anything I'd want to watch less than a marathon. Nobody watches the marathon. Hey, you stand on the side. People. You get drunk. Actually, Marathon Day is an amazing day in the city because there is a there's a Celtics game that's home. There's a Red Sox game later that afternoon that's home. 
Sometimes there's I will a be at home. No. Then there's the marathon, and you just you're waiting for someone more athletic to finish while you're getting drunk in the city. Although now I think it's probably just a lot of paranoia. If you're the no, marathon. I think I, th- I mean I think the the very next year it was, it was like. Boston rebounds pretty quick, so. Uh, yeah, in Boston, the city where basically everybody's answer is, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, right. Josh Ostrander, you want to go see Furious 7 at the Peterson Automotive Museum on the 9th? We don't have to hand- hold hands in public this time. No, I don't want to drive to the Peterson. Uh, but thank you. Actually, I would be coming back from driving the, the launch of the new Subaru Impreza. Nice. I would sneak away and just play Forza for like the, all the entirety of that movie. I totally would. <laughs> Cars and Cactus. Stance, wide bodies, bro trucks. What's the next trend in extreme auto mod fashion? Good question. What did we see at SEMA that looked like it was... I heard a lot of trucks buddy. at SEMA, but he said bro trucks. Oh, there's a lot of trucks. Yeah, um, always yeah what is next? Thicker tire sidewall will be next. I think you... Might be right there, and I hope that's true because yes. that's one I can get behind. Small yeah. wheels, big sidewall might be the thing. That'd be awesome. Basket yeah. weaves. Like, yeah, I like, like the basket weaves. I, like I can see um, aggressive rake coming back because that hasn't really been a thing for like 50 years. I feel like but louvers might make a thing too. Oh, man. Oh, louvers. I, louvers. I, I like them I'm on the right hot rod, but man, don't five, do anything else. I saw them on a 510 on Bring a Trailer that has some hood louvers, and it fucking looks pretty good. It, Like I said, done well, very cool, but or be careful. Overdoing it. Yeah. Window louvers. Like your whole yeah, Volkswagen yeah. bug doesn't need to be louvered, like the whole thing. No. Um. So... I don't know. That's a good question. Rake, you said. I, I hope you're sidewall. Not I hope sidewall. it's sidewall. So we all vote sidewall. Let's say sidewall. I could definitely deal with more sidewall yeah. on my Fiesta. That's for goddamn sure. Yes. yes. That's why people are like, oh, you're going to put rims on your car? Nope. I love my sidewall. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm not changing. Oh, you got yet. the 18s from the factory? Actually, I, I went out and bought the 16 Steelies, though, and uh, I'm running sidewall. <laughs> Super sidewall. Sti- sidewall. Balloon ties. Sidewall. I'm going to – oh, my God. I, I got to buy Sidewall Nation. Sidewall uh, Steve. I need to buy w- – if anybody buys Sidewall Nation – uh, you're dead to me. Um, cars and cactus. Uh, you know you can do that before we put this out, right? Yeah, but nah, leave it in because it'll be funnier if someone actually buys it and then becomes rich and I'll cry. When you're in the canyon, no one's getting rich off sidewall nation. I assure you that. You say that now. When you're people are getting rich off fucking slap chat um i should make slap chat uh, <laughs> when you're in the canyons how much emphasis do you put on corner exits versus entry very little uh, i just kind of keep focused on driving safely not crossing line I, I focus more on not crossing the double yells i'm a big proponent of don't cross the fucking Never. Double yells. Never. if yeah. you can see far in front of you and you need to okay but I don't, Dodging you rocks. Don't, but you don't need to. Why do you need to? Yeah. Right. Dodging rocks is the Dodging only, rocks is the only really reason. The only you don't need to. you'll get in a bad habit and something bad will happen. So I, I, I put a little I, – I pay attention a little bit to cor- – like obviously I want to drive safely and, and get through these corners nicely. But because it's, I'm not timed, I'm more enjoying the drive. I have a stereo playing music. Uh, it's more just staying in my lane as quickly and comfortably maybe as Maybe there's can. a perception that we go out there with like a serious thing in mind. And we're just like, oh, no, no. We want to go drive quickly and like and not go cruising off a canyon wall. Yeah, seven tenths. Smile on my face. Slow, um, I think slow and fast out, though. I think if he's asking, I'm not sure if he's asking what yeah, part of the corner I, we focus on more, like at corner entry or corner. I'm, like if you fuck up the entry, you've lost the exit. Right. You know, but if you if you go into a corner like a little bit more tame, like slowly, then you can add power, you can add some more, and, and then eventually you balance them both out. Personally, I just like to take old Porsches and lift them in the corner for the fuck of it. Just, uh, lift, just mid lift. corner. Cody Johnston sitting in a birthing suite at the moment. So, what's the most impractical family sedan you can think of? The Ferrari FF or the Dodge Charger Plus Two F Type. Dodge oh, Charger. sedan. Sorry. Oh, impractical. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, he said practical or impractical. MR two. Why um, can't I hear today? Actually, we know why. Uh, Imp- most impractical. You got all that coconut oil in your ears. Impr- <laughs> uh, I mean, the charge. The Hellcat Charger is, is a pretty good choice here. It's, but it is. I mean, it's not that impractical in reality. It has generous oh. for five, a huge trunk. No, um, Aston Martin. Repeat that. Repeat yeah. the yeah, repeat and the Fisker Karma. Also, that the Fisker Karma is just awful. Yeah, can't even find it. Repeat, but there's even less room in the back. Can't hold a karma. single set of golf clubs in the repeat. Not one. Yes, you can. You can't hold you can, two. You can fold those back seats ah, down. 
Oh, I know, but when you were that, bringing people to go golfing yeah, as we did, that in the is video, reaching back one. to an old TST. That is an old video. TST video, but it's still true today. That is right. That was a terrible. You mean the dimensions of the car did not change in in retrospect? No. If you're by yourself or with one person, it's pretty fun. Right. In which case, you could just buy a DB9. Right. No, but you're not, no. You right answer. You okay. you have the right answer. You can buy a Rapide if your children will never grow, or if you're willing to remove their legs. We all know I'm a I'm a homer for. Fucking Aston Martin. Me too. And you, that's the right yeah. answer. What if you, you could just get divorced every time your kids hit seven and then not win the custody battle and then get new kids? <laughs> nice. <laughs> They'll always fit. Uh, Ray Jackamiet asked, How's the M3? We already said that. Cars and Cactus, why don't any car engines use Desmo valves? I don't know. Does anybody know what that is? Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's a Ducati thing. I, they have that I, Desmodronic, I like. I know I nothing. I think it that. has some. No, that transmission is why it makes all the noise. Desmo valves. Well they, the they don't use Bevmo valves. I don't know why I, don't I know, know that because I don't know shit about bikes, uh, but I know Ducati is Desmo valves. I'm not sure why I'm going to try to figure out this engineering question immediately. It looks like it has a lot of moving parts, and that's probably why. That is probably why. Um, because, you know, the pinnacle of reliability is a Ducati engine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This has like multiple hinges and pressure things. That's why. Uh, will the next generation 911 be a rear mounted? Electric drive? No. It'll be mid-engine. In 2020, it will be. It'll be mid-engine before it's electric. Uh, used Evoke or GLK 250 diesel? You sound British with that question. Because um, we don't get this. I but we rub- do get the GLK 250 diesel, and it's actually good in that car. That engine I is think good in that I car. I like the Evoke, but I think the GLK is a better car than that. Uh, it is, but I'd still get the Evoke because it just looks cooler. <laughs> yeah, the, Evo- the Evoke was very... Very I fun to it. drive. Drove and their like reliability is pretty damn it's because good Because it is a focus, as it turns out. Right. I mean, it is, but it's like that's why it felt that way. Yeah. I'd get that one. Uh, I'd get the Evoque. I'd get the If Evoque. you need room, the Mercedes. It's a little bigger. Um, yeah, exactly. And and if you have passengers, like they can see out the side back windows right. more. The Evoque is very gun turret. passengers don't I have see. two that's more true. questions, but they're not – well, on my notes, not actual people questions that I was going to bring up. But I don't feel like it. They're not that important. They're not good so okay. we're gonna we're gonna move on to tell everybody where they can find you on social media <laughs> on the medias on the medias find me on, on what's your drive tribe <laughs> I'm a, my drive tribe is on twitter uh it's at zach clapman that's uh, my title Z-A-C-K- hold on i uh and you can find me on instagram at fake zach clapman same spelling that's where I am. That's where and, and go watch the video actually go watch the videos on drive we put out the fourth video of the tune shootout it was 115 degrees for four days. We shot a lot of stuff, worked really hard, and the cars were red, and I'm pretty proud of the video series. Don't forget. The iPhone, the iPhone autocorrects Drive Tribe, spelled with a capital D, under lowercase, to a fully capitalized Drive Tribe already. It's learning. It's alive. Uh, don't the forget, show. they can find you on IMDb as well. They can? Yeah. Why am Remember I over I, there? I'm on imadb.com. You're a douchebag? <laughs> Okay. Is that a website? That should be a website too. I'm it a should DB. be. And you're the homepage. I have a lot of URLs. To Hashtag I'm a DB. A lot of white BMWs. I look like a miner or a, lo- or a lumberjack, but I'm not. Right. I live in yeah, Costa Mesa. When I had to do uh, SEMA credentials, I just looked up Zach Clapman just to find like whatever six web pages I could find to just save them. And one of the first ones that came up was IMDB for all the drive network stuff you've done. Oh, oh, someone must be registering it. Not um, me. <laughs> no, that's what they. That's what the IMDb Chris, people do. Chris, how cool. many SEMA episodes are left? <laughs> a lot. I have to just crank out a bunch. Yeah, just of crank them. them. Just crank it out. I gotta just crank, crank it, out. it out on the just internet. Crank it. You guys out. want to crank them out now? Yeah. Just crank it out later. Just crank them out later. Ah, queer. No, sir, you want to? We could like don't. No, I'm not gay. But choo, choo. You guys, no. Um, so uh, uh, there's a lot. I'll probably put out a couple more this that's week. That's fine. Just, just for the fun of it. Crank them out. Crank it out, fucker. Uh, um, <laughs> tell everybody about Shout Engine. Uh, if you want to do a podcast for some bizarre reason after listening to us uh, and feel that you can do as good or better a job, which is not hard to do. Yeah, definitely better. Um, definitely go to Shout Engine. We will host you, and uh, we will get you out there. Uh, the SEO works really well, and uh, get you on iTunes and all that good fun stuff. Make it real easy. Get your own podcast in under five minutes. Tits. So, there we go. That's tits. Uh, and then, as usual, you can find me at Hayes Data on Twitter. Uh, I don't tits. participate in any other things. Sweet. Because that's uh, tits. That's because that's tits. Uh, <laughs> You're a DB. Uh, yeah, that's tits. Hey, Jeff, you can find it Aerial Nation now. Yeah, tits. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Snapback Squad is what Jeff is representing Slap right chat. now. Slap chat. And Snapback. Yeah. Um, um, free hat. 
Free hat. Nostalgialife.com. <laughs> I'm not uh, getting old.com. That was a Daniel Tosh reference from one of his stand-up bits. What? That was weird. Free hat. No. Um, he oh. said he, Joke yeah, the thief. bit was com. no the bit the bit was like what if why you never hear about Tourette's where they give you compliments lovely hat <laughs> um, so um, you can also find so him at lumberjack so I apologize for that uh, find me at Jay Glucker on Twitter we did make a Hooniverse Drive Tribe there's one post I have no idea what the fuck to what the fuck to do with it um, maybe we'll have a contest and let someone run it I don't know um, <laughs> follow me on, congratulations follow Hooniverse you won yeah. work you're, yeah. you're, you're Dor- <laughs> you, you just you're Doritos. We're going to have a contest for a commercial. And if you win, we'll give you less than we would spend to make it. Pretty much. Go to patreon.com slash universe podcast if you want to support this podcast. Uh, go to our YouTube channel. Go to universe.com to read awesome, great stories. And our Instagram is at Hooniverse Jeff. That's me and at The Real Hooniverse. And uh, if you feel like going to iTunes, write uh, Lovely Hat as a comment and give us an upvote. Peace out.